0: Today, we sit down with two of MPD's women leaders, whose first focus is on their faith and their families. Tina McGriff and Saba Coleman hold high-profile positions in the Montgomery Police Department, positions not typically held by women. But that stereotype doesn't stand in their way. These are tough women who are so tender at the same time sharing why they do what they do and where they find the strength to keep serving even when the call of duty gets so difficult. We laughed and learned. We even did a little worshiping as we let these warriors of women have a moment to just be real. I'm Bethany Davis, and this is Being Real.
1: Sponsored by The Weight Clinic and Alpha Insurance.
0: Here's Sergeant Tina McGriff. Okay, so let's go back to your your everyday outfit, because most people think you're in a police officer role, you must dress in uniform every day, but your role doesn't allow, or it allows a little creativity, let's put it that way.
1: mm -hmm. So, um, I don't wear a uniform every day. Um, I actually, because of my assignment, I wear a suit every day, and so I don't always look like... Um, those officers who are dressed in blue, but I am one of them just the same.
0: But isn't that kind of fun, though? Because then you get to be a little bit girly at the same time. (laughs) Yes,
1: I I fully appreciate it. And so um, policing is, it can be a profession where femininity, you may not be able to be as out front with it. It is a very male-dominated career field. And so um, the opportunity to be able to be in this career field and still express myself in a feminine way is the best blessing Uh, it's the best assignment i've had
0: it is such a male dominated how many how many female police officers do you know off the top of your head do we have i am not sure
1: of an exact number but um policing nationally is just male dominated it's something that um it was monumental when the first female police officer came about it was always male led and so um We're seeing our numbers in female officers start to increase and that is so empowering to see. I'm always there clapping and cheering them on because although it's male dominated we have a place here too.
0: You do. You absolutely have a place. I love that you said that we have a place. What is your, what is the role? What do you bring as a woman to the police department that you feel like is needed and necessary?
1: So um, I've been with MPD for seven years The largest amount of time during my career, I served in the patrol division. What I believe that women bring to policing is really our analytical mindset, um, our problem solving skills, not to say that men don't have it, but there's something about a woman who has those problem-solving skills? I don't know if it's the nurturer in us. I don't know if it's that we are constantly trying to make things right, but policing is problem-solving. And that is an art that women are just good at. And so um, there's also a calm that I believe that women bring to a scene, yeah. whereas um, sometimes, you um, Men may not possess that, and so um, there's a calmness, there's an art, there's a gentleness that that women carry that is essential in policing. There is a time to be firm, but there's also a time to be understanding and to be gentle and to de-escalate a situation, and those are characteristics you've got to have to be able to de-escalate something.
0: A lot of those characteristics, too, are not things that you typically associate with police officers or the policing job. Why Why is that something that you were interested in doing?
1: I, I come from um, a family of service. And so my grandfather was a police officer. I am a military spouse. I have been for 15 years. And so I knew as soon as I graduated that I wanted to go into something that was service. But since I've got a military husband, That really wasn't the lane that I thought I could go because we aspired to have kids. And so somebody's got to stay home. (laughs) And so policing was the very next best thing that I could do um, that kept me in service but also kept me at home. And so now in hindsight, I couldn't see myself doing anything else. It is the best choice that I've ever made career-wise in my life.
0: Do you feel like it's part of of you, of who you are?
1: It is. It is... um, Working in this career field will change your mindset. It will change the way that you look at the world. It will make you even more analytical than I already was. Um, But it will also give you compassion. It'll show you a world that you maybe didn't know existed. It'll show you that there are people who live differently than you and were raised differently than you were. And so it gives you a compassion for the difference
0: so funny because I say that about my job all the time. I think this is a job that because we do get to see very similar to yours, right? We get to see people in like their really lowest of lows and their highest of highs and and very rarely do we get to see in between but it also exposes us to a lot of things that are different than we would have ever seen if we weren't in this position and I feel like, like you said, number one, it's given me a much deeper perspective and a much deeper compassion but it's also really Change the way I might have otherwise raised my kids, or the way I might have otherwise even dealt with strangers in the grocery store. Do you feel like you've had a moments or particular lessons like that that have been game changers for you?
1: Yes, um, I've learned in this career field to just to be open, to to be empathetic, to to be accepting and to be more compassionate in in policing you can meet people on their worst day you can meet them on their best day it just depends on the call um and so you can meet them and be the turn of their day traffic tickets are not fun (laughs) but they they're part of what we do but then it also gives you a different level of being able to discern and read the moment and so there have been times where I've gotten to a window on a traffic stop and it may not be a ticketing moment it Mm -hmm. may be let's have a conversation why are you going so fast what is the situation what's what's happening okay take a deep breath everything's gonna be okay and also offer those other elements that I may be able to help with and so those different elements of policing I believe have opened my eyes to even police police as a whole police officers as a whole to be able to realize they're human um, that we make mistakes and because of our humanity we know that others make mistakes too we can be a little bit more compassionate to that
0: okay let's talk about your kids because you mentioned your kids Mm -hmm. they obviously know you're a police officer right does that strike a little extra fear in them (laughs) I um, wish it would strike some fear. I wish I had something. <laughs> I could <laughs> strike some fear in my kids sometimes. <laughs> no.
1: Um, if anything, I will say that they're ex- they love it. They're so excited about it. They love to tell people about it. I've got a four-year-old daughter, and I've got um, two older boys. But my four-year-old daughter says often, I want to be a police officer. I okay. want to be a police officer. And um, although it is quite awesome that she wants to be like mommy, um, I'm also so excited of the example because I want her to grow up and know she can be strong. I want her to grow up and look at a male-dominated field and say, yes, I can, Mm -hmm. and say, I'm going to do it, not just, you know, it's something that I want to do, but to know at a young age that it's something that's possible. And so my children love it, and every now and then, I've got a teenager. Um, they try to test and see. You know, <laughs> they want to. They want to see some some grappling skills and you know. Hey, mom. You know, come arrest me. And and so we have some good little, good little fun little, little times together. And so I wouldn't say so much so as uh, scary, but. They love to test their limits, yeah. They're How old is your kid. teenager? My teenager is 13, 13, so, right so you the,
0: are oh, yeah, yes. right in the middle of those middle school years, aren't they Fun delightful? <laughs> <They're>
1: fabulous, <laughs> and so, um, he's a very sweet kid, and so I would think that during this time of um, of his life with middle school and the way that it can be, that he wouldn't be so um, upfront with having a police mom, yeah, but is. I, I am proud of him and I know he's proud of me too.
0: But can you use that sometimes though to keep them in check a little bit? Do you sometimes have to be like, hey look, just because I'm your mom doesn't mean like I'm, I'm not the weaker one, yes, right? For
1: sure, <laughs> for sure. Um, there is, uh, even in motherhood and even in policing there's a time to read the room and discern the moment. So there are times where you can be that fun, come here, let's wrestle mom and then um, there's a difference in a time where you have to be firm. Yeah. Um, Thankfully, I have been blessed with some of the most amazing children. And so even (laughs) with those teenage trials, um, I I don't have to do a lot of firm. I'm thankful. (laughs) Knock on
0: wood. Right? Yeah, let's (laughs) knock on that wood. Hey, talk a little bit about, like, what's a day in the life of you? What's your schedule like? How, How do you manage your family with your schedule?
1: So, um. We have, since we have smaller children, my middle son is 8, um, my morning starts with my 4-year-old. Um, we get dressed together, I drop her off at school and um, that's when my day begins. A lot of times my work day will begin before I leave the house, emails and things of that nature and then um, I work out of City Hall and so that's where I respond to work and it's a whirlwind of a day. I love the unpredictability of policing. <laughs> I have always enjoyed that. I enjoyed it most in our patrol division. When you get to work, you don't know what you're gonna see or who you're gonna meet or what you may have to say to them. Um, But at the end of the day, you leave fulfilled. And that's what I appreciate about this career.
0: Do you have kind of a regular time that you get home every day or does it? pretty much whatever the day brings. (laughs) Um,
1: It's whatever the day brings. Um, That unpredictability also comes with not knowing what time you're gonna get off that evening, but um, most days I'm thankful that um, I get the opportunity to get home um, at a fairly decent hour to be able to cook dinner and spend time with my family, which is my favorite part of the day. I love to cook. Um, so I'm a, in this, as soon as I get home, I'm in-the-kitchen kind of mom, um, homework, baths, and
0: to bed. So you love to cook, but I also heard that you love to sing. Yes. Do you sing while you cook? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, what do you sing when you're cooking? Oh,
1: my goodness. Um, I, I sing at church, and so um, very heavy on the gospel. Um, my kids, that's a normal sound for them. Yeah. And so um, hearing me in the kitchen cooking. And do
0: they join you? Yes.
1: My 13 year old is a wonderful singer. And so um, I'm still breaking him out of his shell, just a little bit shy. And so, um, but the singing is, it is a normal thing around the house. And so um, sometimes while he's off um, singing his song and doesn't know that I'm listening, I'm like, oh my goodness, Uh, it's uh, the sweetest thing. Do you guys sing together? Yes, we've what do done you it together, together. Um, most of the time it's um, it's gospel music, it's in the car, um, we do a lot of singing in the car,
0: Uh uh-huh. yes,
1: it's full-blown karaoke.
2: I um, love
0: it. <laughs> full-blown karaoke. And I think it sounds the best in the car, doesn't it? I, feel, I don't know what it is about the car, yes. I sound great in the car.
1: It, yes. <laughs> it's, it's absolutely fabulous, that in the shower, um, yes. where there's an echo, I just love good acoustics. I'm going to take... Um, the opportunity to get my get me a note out in that moment
0: <laughs> sing something for us oh my goodness what's your favorite what's your favorite, favorite that you love to sing if you were cooking dinner if you were at home cooking dinner and just hanging with kids while they're doing their homework oh, wow. what would you be what would you be singing oh.
1: mm. tis so sweet to trust in jesus just to take him at his word, just to rest upon his promise and to know the said the Lord. So Jesus, Jesus, how we trust you, how we'll prove you more.
0: There for a <laughs> wow. yeah. That's beautiful. Thank I'm gonna play you. a little game with you. We're gonna come back. Okay. Yeah. So we're gonna do this thing. I, I, I need you to just the first thing that pops into your head. Don't think about it okay. at all. No thinking, just talking. You got okay. it. Okay. <laughs> Coke or Pepsi. Pepsi. Okay. Yes. Didn't expect that one. Basketball or football. Football. Good choice. Sweet or salty. Sweet. Comedy or suspense? Comedy. Favorite athlete? Mm. <laughs> I shouldn't be thinking. Uh, LeBron James. Okay, we can go with that. What's your favorite fast food restaurant? Fast food.
1: I shouldn't be thinking.
0: Uh, <laughs> your go-to. A lot of fast food. <laughs> okay, well we'll skip that one. Favorite season? F-
1: favorite season: summer. Mine too.
0: Yes. Cats or dogs? Dogs. Favorite song?
1: Favorite song.
0: Ooh, I got a bunch of those. Ooh, um,
1: Prodigal right now, for now.
0: Okay. Why is that one your favorite song? Um,
1: it is um I love the beat, I love the sound. Um, it is sang by a gospel neo soul type of artist. Her name is Madison Ryan Ward, um, and it just talks about the love of God and when you run away from Him, you can always come right back. And so it's, it's beautiful.
0: Yeah. Obviously your faith is a pretty big part of who you are. Mm-hmm. What is it that um, that you feel like it, it pulls together for you? What does your faith hold together for you?
1: Me, just as, as a person. Um, I believe that everybody, Everybody has those days where everything just goes fabulously, and then trickled in with those days are days where you don't know how you'll make it. Um, there can be those little things that happen you don't you may not understand. Um, those are the times where, when I get those days, that's when I'm whispering, "God, help me! How to help me to figure it out?" Um, in this life, I want to do well. I want to be good to people. Um, I want to handle things well um, and handle people very, very peacefully. And so in those moments where I'm asking God for direction, that's where I'm being held together. That's where I'm being taught. That's where I'm being led and guided. And so um, it keeps me. And so whereas people may see on the outside that I may be calm and I may be put together for that moment, it is most definitely not. my own fault. <laughs> it is. I am whispering under my breath, in my heart and in my head, help me figure this out.
0: So good to hear you say that because don't we all have? Yes. I, I, I've just come to the realization honestly that my life is never going to be together, right? We're just going to live, live in this crumbling, crumbling life. <laughs> Has your faith always been a huge part of who you are?
1: Yes. Um, I grew up in the church. My mom and dad are both pastors. And so I have two sisters, and each of us sing, and each of us play an instrument. And so in the church, from a very, very small child, though that was something that we had, we were very active in. And so my younger sister played the keys, I played the drums, um, we sang. Uh, and so it's just something that has been embedded in the fiber of just who I am. I couldn't see myself doing anything else different, but it is also what's gotten me this far.
0: Obviously you've had a huge influence of women in your life. What's the biggest lesson that you think you would take away from those women, like your sisters, your mom?
1: The biggest lesson that I would take away from them, they are so strong. Like I've encountered I've walked with them during some of the most traumatic moments where maybe it would possibly tear someone else down maybe they wouldn't come through it what I've learned from them is to be so strong and what I've learned from my mom is the foundation of who I am and that is my faith that was one of the beautiful parts about her being a pastor too along with my father was although he had things to pour spiritually into me. It was different hearing it from her voice. And so the person who nurtures you, the person who cares for you, um, also having that strong spiritual voice in, in your life also built me as a woman. It yeah. showed me who I could be. She showed me exactly who I could be as a mom. And so from my sisters, who now were all active in ministry, um, I would draw my strength from them. I do draw my strength from them.
0: I just gotta tell you it's so refreshing and just so comforting to know that there's someone like you in a position that you are in that you are in a very influential position in the city of montgomery and it's it's just been a joy to get to know you and i'm just so thankful that you're here today thank you so much it's
1: been awesome to be able to sit here and just have a good casual girl chat. I know. I love it. Girl talk. Yes. Well, I love the girl talk. Yes. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Communities don't just happen, they're built by people. From the big moments to the small acts of
0: kindness, it's the authentic connections we make that define us. At Alpha Insurance, we know that every day,
1: you're building things that are worth protecting. Because for us, this is more than coverage. It's who we are. Alpha Insurance, building tomorrow, together. Are you tired of feeling drained, being overweight, having no motivation the weight clinic in prattville can help weight loss isn't just a physical challenge it's a mental challenge that's why we support our patients every step of the way with physician-directed weight loss we offer a variety of weight loss medication supplements and services tailored to your personal goals
0: reclaim your motivation and energy and love you again the weight clinic in prattville call us today you're in a public, you're in a public speaking right job. It's easy to talk about work. I would think just the opposite, honestly, especially the kind of work that you're mm-hmm. talking about. Cause that's like, I mean, you talk about some heavy stuff at work.
2: Right, but it's easy because I guess um, fluid in my job. Does that make sense? Yeah. Now, I will admit one thing I'm shy about, I'm on the praise and worship team at church. I won't sing in front of anyone.
0: But you're on the praise and worship team. So what do you do with that? Uh,
2: background. The- Back- <laughs> background.
0: So you're not going to sing for us? No. <laughs> That's fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. But you must enjoy some, some part of being out in, in the public. What is it that you enjoy about that? It's a uh, work.
2: Getting factual information out. Yeah. Transparency. Oh, more than anything. That's a good word. Transparency. If, yeah. if I had to sum it up, it would be transparency. What because is Because a it? lot of times you don't get that um, with a lot of agencies or organizations. If yeah. you'll say. Um, and it's transparency, getting it out there and creating the narrative and not allowing that narrative
0: to be created for you. Transparency, I think, is a, that's a good one, especially when we're talking about um, police issues in this mm-hmm. day and age. <laughs> um, that seems to be a real, that's, I mean, that's a, a, there's a real call for transparency. Right. How important do you feel like that is, especially for someone in your particular role?
2: it's extremely important um because what you don't want you don't want the public to create that narrative Mm -hmm. because when they create that narrative it's non-factual information it's false information most times
0: or it's it's they'll add to it Uh, that makes sense yeah yeah so it's really important for you to make Mm -hmm. sure that that you put it out there right but there are a lot of times I have, to, I have to know, because we've had some conversations, some email exchanges, um, where I feel like you want to say more, and you just can't be quite as transparent as you want to be. No. <laughs> well, my favorite line is, let me check. Okay, uh, that's a good one.
2: <laughs> I have to get y'all with that. But no, I mean, I'll get the questions. Um, however, though, I want to make sure that the information is vetted. Before releasing it. Right. But I'm, for the most part, I'm punctual in getting that to you without delay. But I have to, make, I just have to make sure it's factual. Yeah. Because a lot of times you guys will get something um, that's just not right because viewers may have their own ideas or um, thoughts of they've created some kind of imaginary situation that happened and it didn't happen that way. Yeah. So it's my job to say, nope, that
0: didn't happen, this happened right so let's talk a little bit about that transparency and let me check (laughs) do you use that at home sometimes let me check no no
2: no I think that's strictly for y'all
0: okay (laughs) well I can appreciate that I can appreciate that but do you feel like that that bleeds that that need for transparency does that bleed into your home life yes yes How do you, I've how does been, that
2: been honest and blunt. Oh, okay. That's a good word. And so I get that a lot that I don't have a poker face because I don't. <laughs> I
0: don't. It, it's <laughs> Your all face over my, it's tells
2: all, it all. all over my face. It tells it all. all. More times than none, it's all over my face. And that's, that's professionally and personally. Is that a Sometimes. good thing or a bad thing? It was good when we were hard with COVID and I could wear a mask. <laughs>
0: right. <laughs> then it was no problem. <laughs> <laughs>
2: it was no problem. Um, but, yeah, I'd, and that's how we, my husband and I raised our kids, um, to be honest. And about your feelings, about what's going on, um, and having those hard conversations, kind of, um, it's been instilled in them. So. Yeah.
0: But your kids are basically grown. Yeah, they're grown. Do you feel... Because here's the thing about grown kids, I'm right there with you in the in the ages. Um, everybody talks all the time about mm-hmm. how hard it is when they're babies, and then the toddler stages, mm-hmm. and then you might hear about the middle school years from you know other parents who've been through right. them. Nobody ever talks about how to parent adults. <laughs>
2: um, and let me add, I have two bonus daughters, and so great relationship with them, um, but they're girls, and so the struggle is real when it comes to that uh, that crossover from um, teenage to adulthood.
0: Yes, yes, and that's the thing that nobody talks mm-hmm. about. There's the, and, and, and here's why, I think, because we, we spend all these years, we put a lot of time and energy into mm-hmm. these kids to grow up and make their own decisions, and then right. we're like, oh, I didn't mean for you to make that decision. <laughs>
2: right, <laughs> or even uh, now I have to purchase my own car, pay my own insurance, right. health insurance, my own job, yes. you know, other expenses with having your own place. And so it, it's kind of
0: ironic. So how are you helping them to navigate through that? I mean, how do you see your role as a mom now? How has it evolved into that? Um, just
2: making sure the finances in order um, and that your house is clean. Um, <laughs> somewhat bit of OCD when it comes <laughs> to things like that. So it's like, you never know what'll happen. You never know who's gonna come to your house. So it's a direct reflection of you.
0: That's true, yeah, that is an so, excellent role. Mm-hmm. Tell me about your husband. He's also in some sort of law enforcement.
2: Yes, um, Larry uh, retired from the fire department um, back in 2012. He was an arson investigator. So in that law enforcement capabilities. Uh, and now he's with the state fire marshal's office as a fraud investigator.
0: Okay, so so. they're still in the fire yes. in the fire mm-hmm. world. Do you guys share stories at home? Of course yeah. <laughs> I wonder because I mean, you know my, my husband and I we have mm-hmm. similar jobs and we come home and we talk a lot about you know this is what happened to me today or this is what right. happened while I was out here, and I don't think I handled that right or right or I tell him, I don't think you handle that right, right.
2: <laughs> do you have moments like yes. that and, he's, and he's, More than anything, um, he's my best friend, and he's honest. And so it's good to have that that sounding board, especially with someone that is in a similar field. Yeah. That understands. Is it
0: sometimes, do you ever feel like it's maybe um, overload of the same field?
2: (laughs) No, not necessarily. No? Um, Because his field is is totally different. Um, Even when he was at the fire department, he was a fraud investigator, and I was in crime scene. So I did forensics just about my entire career. Um, And so it was still kind of different. Yeah. When he was an arson investigator, um, unless there was death involved. And then as I progressed through the ranks and through promotions, um, it's different.
0: Are you different at home than you are at work?
2: No. You're
0: the same? same. Yep. It's just the same Saba. I'm a jokester, prankster but I'm also serious. Yeah. And it's time to be serious. When you say like you're a jokester and a prankster, are we talking like practical jokes? Yeah. What are some of your best, best no. moments in that world? <laughs> Give us some tips. I don't know,
2: cause that was like years ago. Um, you don't play any practical jokes on your kids? I hadn't because everybody's gone. I know, except for my daughter, of course. I'm yeah, like, she's there, she works, and so they no,
0: will they all, they all leave, anything. and they never yeah. come back. Once they get their own place, it's like right. they don't want to come back mm-hmm. home. I don't—I don't understand mm-hmm. that
2: at all. Um, so, you not—I know, I will say, years ago, twenty-plus years ago, I pranked someone, and I—you know—I rolled their house. I put crickets in their car.
0: Uh uh-uh. uh <laughs> So, just little things like that. I mean, um, nothing. Just little. Yeah. yeah little, nothing little too serious. Mm-hmm. Too, I mean, that's, that's fine, right? It, it was I, It was, fun. was in good fun. I hope it was, it was in, in good fun. No, it was not <laughs> <fun. laughs> okay.
2: Because it was a lot of back and forth um, until it wasn't. Um, so, they yeah. came back
0: and they got you back?
2: Of course. What did they
0: do? That take my car shit. <gasps> no. <laughs> did that take off the paint? No. Okay. Mm. Okay, good. No, it did <laughs> I was worried that Mm-mm. duct tape seems like a I'm sorry, no. That's not something we can be charged with, right? That's no. not a crime? No. No no criminal. It's, it's no. No criminal it's, activity you know, there. It's just civilians playing jokes on it's, each other. We talked a lot about work. Mm-hmm. But what do you do outside of work? What's your What's your release? Hmm.
2: Um family time, um reading. Right now,
0: yeah, you read anything good?
2: Of course, I just got back from the n a so no, <laughs> that was a lot of <laughs> that was a lot of reading and papers um but um, actually no, um m- watching movies
0: they, oh. no. okay, yeah what's your favorite movie?
2: Right now, it would have to be um it's anything with violence, I'll just say that oh
0: really.
2: <laughs> Action, violence. You say somebody that in such the sweetest tone. Anything
0: with violence. <laughs> you no, know, somebody has to die. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So let's let's play a little game here. Okay. I need you to just answer me. Just rapid fire. No thinking. Just the first thing that comes to your mind.
2: Mm-hmm. Coke or Pepsi. Neither.
0: Sweet tea. Okay. here. Yeah. Southerner. Football or basketball? Basketball. Sweet or salty? sweet. Cats or dogs? Dogs. What's your favorite season? Mm, Fall. I like that. Your go-to fast food restaurant?
2: See, I'm greedy, Um, so (laughs) I have a couple.
0: McDonald's. Okay. I already asked you your favorite movie. Comedy or suspense? Action. Action, you. I wasn't even suspense, yeah. suspense, but not comedy. No, no. What is it that you like about the action or suspense? Because somebody always
2: does. Yeah, that's what you need. <laughs> that's why you're in your field, right? So yeah, um, Mission Impossible. Like, Ooh yeah. yeah,
0: that's good. Yeah, I'm I like to watch that over
2: and over. Everyone.
0: What is it that you like about that one, besides Tom Cruise? Just Tom Cruise, <laughs> jumping off cliffs, I mean, you know. That's great. Talk about a little bit just um, about life outside of work. When you're watching these movies, when you're reading your books, when, mm-hmm. when you're just having your, your downtime, what is that for you? What is it that gives you that energy? What is it that gives you that relaxation? Um, I guess a lot of times you just have, I have to turn it off.
2: Yeah. But then most times I can't because I'm always on call. This is true. Um, But I have to make that time. Yeah. Um, Because um, wellness is everything. And that's something I learned the last couple of months at the NA, that oftentimes um, we don't take care of ourselves enough in any field.
0: Right. I think, too, as women, because we are always taking care of other people Everyone. and especially in your particular position mm-hmm. you are responsible for taking care of a lot of different people at a lot of different angles it's mm-hmm. so easy sometimes to think or just to not think when you think so there right. might be something bothering me but i don't have time to deal put with it, it put it back on the back burner because right. you
2: have to go to work you have to come home and cook you have to clean you have to make sure the house is in
0: order right everything and that's before you even go to work (laughs) and then you go to work before and after right so how do you do that how do you find how do you find your own wellness which is not just physical by the way right mental um emotional
2: um it's just having those quiet times just having those moments whether it's you know 45 minutes or me leaving the house 15 minutes you know longer and just having a moment in the parking lot to Blast, you know, Christian music just yes. to get that that mental awareness. I thought I going was the in. only one who did that. Sometimes you just need a moment mm-hmm. in the car. You just gotta sit there for yeah. a little bit before you get out. I'll get in the driveway at home and do the same thing. Yes,
0: before I go in the house. Sometimes you do. You just mm-hmm. gotta oh, gather yourself for just, just, to just a minute.
2: Have a, a, a release of the workday and transition into home.
0: So I understand you have a passion for fashion. I do. Yeah. I do, Um, (laughs) I do, early
2: on um, I started with, um, and I don't know if you remember her, Kenyatta, um, we called her Sway, Kenyatta Smiley, Yeah. so I started with her, um, Runway, local fashion shows, um, Cheyenne Christberg, um, she's amazing, and ended with Joe Howard. Um, And so, started in the industry with her, and then kind of finished with him, with the production side of it, teaching other young girls, you know, how to walk and how to dress and things of that nature, so.
0: Why, what is it? What is it about that that <sighs> you enjoy so I don't so know, much? It's, it's, it's a sense of um,
2: being pretty. <sighs> Feeling confident in your own skin, no matter what. That's so hard for mm-hmm. a lot of people because the world can be mean. True. And then you have a lot of um, stigmas on what pretty is and what a model should look like. And it's simply not that. You can be any shape or size and still model.
0: Yeah. So how important has that been, especially as you are raising girls? Mm -hmm. Um, What kind of message have you Tried to send to them through
2: yeah, through they, your fashion they know work. that I mean because they're in the household and I think for me it's getting the message out to other girls girls in the community um, I volunteered um, and still every now and then when I as time permits with my job um, volunteer at Common Ground and so I started there um, years ago and, and some of the girls that I had in that was in the program then I still talk to them now. And so in doing that years ago, it gave them the confidence and they could ask questions that oftentimes they wouldn't ask you know, their parents. Of course, it was permission; permissions done with the guardians. Um, so I don't wanna mm-hmm. negate that, um, but just building those relationships with them and knowing that they could have me or anyone else that was in the program to talk to about certain things that um, they didn't wanna ask questions about. And just knowing, that I could let them know that what you see in the magazine is not what you should aspire to be, or what you see on a rap video is not what you should aspire
0: to be. Is that something you see as a, I don't know if issue is the right word, but is that something that you see as a real need among young young ladies, is a lack of confidence, is, a, is that an issue? It's a lack of confidence, um, but it's also
2: them looking in all the wrong places
0: mm-hmm.
2: for that, to build that confidence.
0: Yeah.
2: Where or should for they the be Within themselves. Yeah, within themselves. Yeah. How
0: do you help them find that?
2: For me, um, having a relationship with my Lord and Savior, <laughs> um, it's changed me a lot over the years. Um, and if I could have you know conversations with them, and when I have conversations with them, I just tell them, you need to get in your word. You need to read. You need to um, stay off of social media. Take a social media break. Mm-hmm. Take you know a music break because they can sit there and, and repeat all of these songs, lyric for lyric, that degrades women. Um, and it's like at that point, how are you? building your confidence. Yeah. You're not. You're aspiring to be something that this person may not even be. They're probably doing this for money or for, as a gimmick and just to sell songs.
0: Right. Do you see yourself as a role model? Yes. What kind of role model do you aspire to be? Um, someone
2: that can make mistakes be accountable for them um, apologize for them but strive to be better Mm
0: -hmm. do you do you see room for improvement when you look at yourself every day yeah 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 i think that's that's true Mm -hmm. i i like the way you said strive to be better because actually i heard somebody just recently say you know if we're not If we're not growing, if Mm -hmm. we're not improving, then what are we doing? Right. Yeah. What are we doing?
2: Because when you feel like you have no no room for improvement, something's wrong. Yeah. Because we all improve day to day.
0: On the flip side, what would you say is your proudest moment, your proudest accomplishment? Mm. What did you do right? What did I do right?
2: Um, I've managed to stay in a career I love for 22 years, and I didn't give up because had it in the past, I've been a runner.
0: Really? So yeah. So you've run from some things. Mm-hmm. If it not this. Nope. I imagine too, this career, especially as a woman Mm -hmm. in this career field, there are probably many moments when you thought, this is it. I'm about to hit the wall. I'm about to turn around and and walk the other way. Absolutely. How did you stay? Through prayer. Yeah. Because it wasn't my time to go. Do you see your time to go anytime soon? Actually no. No. Because I
2: love the direction the department is in.
0: Yeah, no. so you're just gonna stick with it. Mm-hmm. What an incredible example though, that setting for, for your kids and like you said, for right. the, the kids that, mm-hmm. that you're working with and you're volunteering with and mentoring. That's incredible. When you look at this community that you're serving. Right. Um, how do you see your, your imprint?
2: I would like to think that my imprint is positive um when it comes to young girls and even young men um, that I come in contact with Um, but if I had a voice to reach some of the I guess adults and parents I'd say you know parents need to start back being parents and being accountable for their children
0: sometimes that's easier said than done right (laughs) Do you have any particular advice for us as parents to (laughs) to help us?
2: No, just keeping open lines of communication, because I didn't have that growing up, so I think that's real important when it comes to my children. Um, So that would be the only advice because what you don't want is um, them getting advice elsewhere. That may be bad advice and sometimes it's good, but I would rather be able
0: to have them feel comfortable enough to ask us. I love that. I love your open communication with us, even if it is just a, let me check. Yeah, let me check. (laughs) I love that you do at least always make yourself Mm -hmm. available when we need it for anything and everything that we might need you to be available for. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you you for coming in today. I really appreciate you being here. I enjoy chatting with you. Thank you. These two are passionate and fierce and gentle and so humble. Two of MPD's women leaders focus on family and faith first, and let the rest just fall into place. And that's what makes them real.